Morning, Andrew. How are you this morning? I'm well, Marissa. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, Andrew, as you're aware, I've just recently joined the iGrain community and um, have uh, a little background um, knowledge of the grain industry, but um, most of my knowledge is sheep and cattle on my family property in Western New South Wales. But um, we'll start by asking a couple of questions this morning, if that's okay. No, that will be fine. Radio. So um, it's going to be a better season as we've seen a lot of widespread rainfall so far. Um, so sort of going off that, this, we're predicted that there's going to be more grain around. What should we be expecting this year with prices? Well, this, this year um, what will happen is, everyone, as you rightly point out, there's going to be a much bigger crop planted around Australia this year. So... You know, last year we only had a 15 million tonne wheat crop and an 8 million tonne barley crop. But the early indications with the very good start that we've had in New South Wales and Queensland, and hopefully we'll get some good uh, autumn and winter rain fall through southern Australia and western Australia over the weeks ahead. But the early indications are that the wheat crop will recover to somewhere between 23 and 28 million tonnes. There's quite a range at the moment, depending on which forecaster you talk to. And from a barley point of view, we're probably talking 8 to 11 million tonnes, so well up on last year as well. And canola could be as much as 3 million tonnes this year and maybe even more. Lots of farmers have uh, started planting canola. The prices have been attractive for new season's canola. So given that the opening rains have been earlier this year than in the last the last couple of years. The feeling out there is that a lot of growers have started putting some canola in. So for year on year, we could have at least a 50% improvement in grain production. And you know, the majority of that will clearly be in Queensland and New South Wales, given that they've had very two very poor years. So everything uh, we're hoping that everything will go well over the, the growing season this year and we'll end up with a much improved production outcome at the end of this year compared to the last couple of years. Yes, no, fingers crossed we do keep seeing this rain, particularly in those areas that haven't had it for the past couple of years. But um, on that note, if I'm the grower and there's going to be more grain getting around um, and some lower prices, what should I be looking at? Should I be taking out and looking to the forward contracts or should I um, not be thinking about that at this stage? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there's a couple of things to think about when trying to sort of answer that question on behalf of a grower. I guess the first thing that growers should be thinking about is this is the time of year where Northern Hemisphere crops start to grow. It's, you know, the next two or three months, right through from probably now till July is the critical growing period for Northern Hemisphere crops. And a lot can change from now till uh, the end of July, August, when harvest takes place, particularly for wheat and barley. So right at this point in time, um, certainly in Europe and parts of Russia, the weather has been less than ideal. We've seen drier weather uh, than they would have liked for this time of year. So. Um, farmers in that part of the world are now needing some good rainfall to ensure that they get average crops. And right at the moment, you know, the rains probably haven't arrived as yet. So 
Certainly as we move into May, there'll be a clear requirement for some improved rainfall. And so that's something that we all have to monitor. Uh, in America, um, winter wheat is what is the crop that they sow before winter and then it starts growing now. They had some very cold weather there last week, uh, well below freezing. So uh, the U USDA, which puts out a weekly crop uh, update, was saying that the crop ratings fell 5% last week. So we'll have to wait and see whether that has an impact on winter wheat uh, production and yields over the next few weeks once the crop starts growing. And right at this point in time in the US is when they start planting their spring crops. So wheat's just starting to be planted and then they'll move into corn and soybeans in the weeks ahead. So production in the Northern Hemisphere will play a part. But the other thing that's uh, important, which is probably different from the last few years from a global point of view, is what's going to happen to world demand for grain. Not only wheat, but barley, canola, soybeans and corn. Everyone would be aware that the price of oil has collapsed overseas. You know, oil's now worth less than $20 a barrel. And that's important from a grain point of view, particularly as it relates to corn, because the price of corn has fallen dramatically over the past month. And that's because a lot of corn in the US goes into the US, US ethanol industry. And given the business, a lot of businesses have closed down, um, airlines have stopped flying, people have stopped driving cars. We've seen a total decline and fall in the demand for oil and oil related products. Corn's been the major um, catalyst from a grain point of view. And because this drop in global grain demand, notably corn, is probably going to stay with us for a period of time. The question we all have to ask ourselves, is that going to have an impact on wheat prices and barley prices here in Australia? And so we've got these two competing interests at the moment. We've probably got falling global demand, and yet right at the the same point in time of this uh, start to the Northern Hemisphere production cycle and that will play. And so depending on what happens to production and what happens to global demand will ultimately influence what happens to prices here in Australia as we get to our harvest period later this year. So that's what you know people will have to start just focusing on. And right at this point in time, you could probably mount an argument uh, to say that prices could go higher or lower, depending on which way you wanted to view what was going to happen over the next few months. So there's a lot to consider and take on in a normal average year, but there seems to be a hell of a lot more to consider and be watching at this stage. So it's all, yeah, as you said, you can look at it one way or look at it another. So it's just important to take all of those into consideration um, when making these decisions, I suppose. But um, if I'm a grower and I've got wheat, um, is an APW multi-grade forward contract the best option that you would think of um, at this stage? I think a multi-grade option is always the right way to think about forward pricing grain because you know, nobody knows for certain what grade you'll end up harvesting. So... Because the reason I ask the the, the spread um, from the spread is um, down to feed is around seventy dollars. So that's sort of the reason I'm sort of asking that question. Yeah, yeah. The, the the 
the, the, the spread to, from APW to feed wheat on um, forward contracts is always unattractive. So, you know, if I was a grower and you could, you know, put in place a new crop multi-grade contract, I'd try and leave some of the lower grades off uh, any forward contract if you can and say that you'd be you'd prefer to do that closer to harvest time because they're so unattractive. Um, and it's a bit the same with the um, malt barley. You know, what, what will the premium for malt barley over feed barley be? And you know, once at this time of the year when you're planting your crop, you've got no idea what's going to happen as we get to the end of the growing season and the harvest period. So you know, I, I always find it you know, unhelpful to have such wide spreads on forward multi-grade contracts. So you know, maybe you can fix, put the base in and leave, leave the others floating rather than fixing unattractive spreads at this point in time of the year. So. Okay, yep, that's interesting to consider all of that. Um, so instead of doing a multi-grade contract, should growers potentially be looking to do an AFX sort of grain futures contract, do you think? Uh, that, that's an option. So look, you know, just as, as comparison, you know, certainly given that we've had such a short crop year this year, um, particularly through Queensland and New South Wales, you've got very strong premiums for current season's grain. So wheat, you know, ASW, wheat, wheat is pretty much wheat at the moment um, through Eastern Australia. So ASW, APW, even into the higher protein wheat grades, there's not a big price difference today. Um, the market ha has a requirement for wheat for another six months before six or seven months before we new before we see new seasons wheat. So you can get four hundred dollars um, for wheat in southern Australia. You get a lot more in Queensland and northern New South Wales today, probably four seventy or four eighty for wheat. And that's because most of the wheat from Queensland and northern New South Wales has been shipped from Western Australia or South Australia. So Yep. You only tend to get those very high prices when we have a major shortage of, of wheat or barley, and that's clearly the case. And nothing's really going to change until later in the year. But you only see those prices if you've got a major shortage of grain. So, yep. and that's when we have to import grain from somewhere else. So, obviously, we're importing it from Western Australia and South Australia. As we move to harvest time, this year, so November, December, based on the crop sizes that we spoke about before, we'll certainly have exportable surpluses of grain all along eastern Australia. And so as a result of that, domestic prices then have to reflect international price value. So, so today, you know, new crop wheat's probably $320 or $330 delivered Brisbane, Newcastle and Melbourne. And that's a reflection of the fact that we're going to have more grain or more wheat than the market needs. So by definition, it has to go overseas. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we've still got reasonably solid prices uh, for new season at $330-odd is, is because our currency is so attractively priced today compared to the US dollar. So our currency is at $0.63 cents today has been as low as 55 cents a month ago. But this time last year, we probably had our currency over 70 cents to the US dollar. So as we think about, you know, is it attractive to be pricing new crop wheat, you know, whether it be with ASX or taking out, out a forward cash contract. Another 
thing that growers have to think about and try and weigh up is, will our economy recover as we move through this coronavirus epidemic? Yes. You know, a lot of the economists are saying it's going to be a long haul before our Australian economy recovers. And if that is the case, then it's hard to see and justify having the Australian dollar much stronger than current levels. And in reality, it could even weaken further. And if the dollar was to weaken further, then that will provide more support for grain prices as we move through the year. So, as I said before, there's a whole range of things we have to think about this year, and there's no easy solutions. So, right at this point in time, it's very hard to know whether growers should be or should not be forward pricing new seasons grain, even though everything else being considered, it looks as though they're going to have a much better production outcome this year than many of them have had for the past couple of years. Yeah. No, you're right there. There is so much to be considering with all of that. Um, So, Andrew, what do you think of canola? We've seen around $600 forward contract. Do you think we should be thinking about locking that in at this stage for the growers or not so much focusing on that with canola? What do you think? I think canola at $600, if you look over a long, uh, a longer term time horizon, is, is considered to be a very good price. Um, you know, canola has been well supported in recent years uh, and again this year because Europe likes Australia's non-GM canola. Uh, the early thoughts are that you know, Europe will plant less uh, area to canola this year. Um, so the demand is likely to still be there in Europe, albeit again, as we've been talking about, we'll have to wait and see whether you know, the overall demand from Europe holds up given uh, the developments with their economies as well. But everything else being equal, there should be an export market for Australian canola. It should be in Europe. They like non-GM canola, um, that's their preference. So everything else being considered, if that's the worst price you can get on your first contract for new seasons canola, uh, and as I touched on before, everything else being considered, it looks as though there's going to be a big increase in Australian canola plantings this year. So if you can start off by selling your, your first few loads of canola at $600, it's probably not a bad place to be thinking, given historically it's a very solid price for for Australian canola size. Yep, yeah, that's interesting and important to consider. And it is, it does sound like a good price at this stage, so it'd be good for handy for some growers to potentially be considering that. Um, A lot of other growers I've been talking to have still got a lot of, um, they've got current crops with um, in silos. Um, what's your thoughts with current prices? Should they hang on to them for a little bit longer or looking at the current prices, probably think about um, selling them at this stage? What do you think about that? Uh, I'm a strong believer that, you know, as I said before, the current prices are a reflection of a a shortage of supply Um, and you only get those premiums because grain supplies are tight. So now... As each month goes by, the market will become more comfortable in, on the sense that we're getting one month closer to harvest. So the premiums will remain there for a period of time, but markets have always think ahead of the game. So 
There's no guarantees, even though we're six or seven months away from harvest, that the current premiums on offer will hold at those levels right through to harvest time. So at the moment, new crop wheat versus old crop wheat, there's probably an $80 price difference, $410, $400 to $330, so $70 or $80 premium. And from a barley point of view, um, you know, barley's probably, the premium is probably only $30 or $40. But at some time between harvest, there's, you know, the markets will come together. Convergence is what they talk about. And markets converge for one of two reasons. Either old crop falls to new crop values or new crop values move to back towards old crop values. And if I was to take a view today, everything else being considered, and that's, you know, the uncertainty about what global demand will be doing. You know, there's a big possibility that global demand, and I touched on what's happening in world corn markets before. And when you think about that we're going to have a much larger crop, everything else being considered grown here in Australia this year compared to last year, if I had to sort of have uh, a bet as to which way I think uh, the prices will move, my, my feeling right at this point in time is that old crop prices are more likely to fall relative to new crop values than new crop values lifting closer to old crop values. So. I think the prices today are very solid for old crop grain, and I think from a grower's point of view, you know, don't don't think that you know there's another ten or twenty dollars left on the table in terms of prices. Okay. That that may happen. I'm not saying that that won't happen, but a lot of things have to change, and a lot of thing a lot of crops have to fail somewhere in the world. Uh, for growers to get that extra $20. So, um, and it could happen, but the probability of it happening are probably not as high today. And, and they may even be less likely as we, if, we're, if we're asking ourselves that question in August or September. So. Yeah, and yeah, so you're dead right. And from what we can see, the prices are pretty good at the current time. So they probably should be considering that and having things. Well, everything, when you look over a 10-year time horizon, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, the analysts out there call, refer to pricing from a decile point of view, decile 1 to 10, decile 1 is the lowest you can likely to see over a 10-year period, decile 10 is the best prices you would normally have available to you over a 10-year period. And right at the moment, certainly wheat prices are very close to decile 10. Uh, barley prices have eased a little bit uh, because the other, you know, so that's how growers have to think about it. If, if you've got DSL 10 pricing, the reality is there can't be a lot more upside, but the downside is you can keep falling to DSL 9, 8, 7, 6, yep. and suddenly DSL, you know, new crop pricing is probably DSL 6, so the downside is clearly there and possible. The question is, when do those old crop prices start to move back towards new crop pricing? And if I was a grower, I would want to have my grain sold before the market started to move because what tends to happen is when people want to buy grain, it's all bid side. When the market doesn't want to buy grain and growers are there to offer it, you can suddenly have a vacuum between what growers want to sell their grain for 
and what the market's willing to pay for it. And you, as from a grower's point of view, you don't want to get caught in a situation where the market's all off a side and there's no one out there wanting to buy your grain. So the best time to be selling grain is when the market's there to buy it. And yep. at the moment, the market is wanting to buy old season's grain. Yep. That's the right time from a grower's point of view in terms of that's when they should be trying to sell something. I'm not saying sell at all, but you should always be selling into a strong market because that's a sensible way to manage your price risk from uh, my experience. So. Yes, and that's definitely what we're seeing now. So that's very good. Well, thank you very much for having a chat with me, Andrew. Earlier on, I'm new to iGrain and the grain industry, but um, I've learned a lot so far and um, I've been allocated to um, some areas in Victoria as a, an account manager for down there. So I'm looking forward to getting to know the growers down there and the area a lot more and looking forward to um, working with you in the coming months. So thank you. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Thanks for talking today and hopefully you can uh, work through that. and. and